0: everyone welcome to trust the trail we are your outdoor guides Ariane petrucci
1: and scott jans
0: this is episode 74 transition from summer to fall
1: we are now on patreon.com if you'd like to support trust the trail podcast please check out our patreon page it's patreon.com forward slash trust the trail we would love for you guys to be a part of our outdoor backpacking community plus you can receive our podcasts early before it hits the world another way to support us is by listening to trust the trail on the radio public app for both ios and android so download it today and listen to trust the trail and put it in your library enjoy
0: On this episode, we share with you gear tips from transitioning from summer backpacking to fall backpacking. Now that Labor Day is officially over, it's natural for many of us to begin thinking about our gear differently. How much more gear do you need? What kind of gear do you need? And more specifically, will it add pack weight? We answer all this and more. By the way, you can join us in the discussion on our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Trust the Trail Podcast and join in our our podcast community. Come hang out with us and be part of it.
1: Absolutely. So this is like a really super hard um, kind of thing to do when you're you're in the summer, you're backpacking, and then next thing you know, it's September. And the the temperatures start changing a little bit. You're hiking in like maybe 70, even 75 degree weather during the day. But then it drops into the 50s at night. And in our northern parts of the country, Labor Day, you guys are already like chopping wood for the fire. I mean, it gets that cold that quickly. So we wanted to do a podcast on you know, a little bit about, you know, let's start thinking about the fall and don't get caught, you know, uh, really with the wrong gear or that you're not prepared. And so, you know, for us in the Southeast, it it's really weird because we can get, I mean, it doesn't really get fall until really like the end of October, almost beginning of November sometimes. But you know, for the Pacific Northwest and for the, uh, the northern part. Man, you guys have already got snow up there by the time we actually get fall. So it happens really quick, and we know from experience that this can catch a lot of people kind of short with their gear. So we wanted to start putting some gear ideas out there after Labor, Labor Day and start thinking about the fall and how you transition your gear from summer to fall.
0: Yeah, I mean it's really kind of funny because, you know, Labor Day always marks this like event on a calendar. It's like the finality of summer. It's the last brouhaha of the summer vacationing, you know, trip planning, uh going out camping with the kids for many. And it it's it of course, in true form, the way things have been going. It's been unseasonably hot. It's been like so hot around the United States. It's kind of like a
1: buzzkill because (laughs) like all the public pools close.
0: But you know, like it's an automatic close, even
1: though it's like ninety-five degrees outside. It's like, why are you guys closing the pools on Labor (laughs) Day? It's automatic. It must happen.
0: But you know, it's funny. We still have. I think the last day of summer is technically September twenty-second, but. You know we start 20 plus days away uh, from the recording of this podcast but yet summer's over you know it's over. like air labor quotes nobody, Boom, can over. S- nobody can see the air quotes that i'm no. doing but <laughs> summer is over you guys had you known and you know it, it, the labor day marks this like huge event on many calendars as like it's over and everybody starts Shifting their mindset, even though the weather is not cooperating. Well, Mother right Nature yet.
1: doesn't care about <laughs> what our calendars are What well, so, Labor Day? What are you guys kidding me?
0: But despite the weather, we felt it was a good time to roll out this transition from summer backpacking to fall backpacking, and how to begin thinking differently. Because really, it is going to take you an adjustment, and it's not a quick transition for many. For most, it actually is a very gradual process of depleting things from your bag and adding into your bag. And we are not talking about adding on top of, but the different types of gear that you're looking at to be able to make that transition happening. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a balance and What what we see a lot of are you know people transition from summer to winter. You've got your summer gear and you've got your winter gear, and one minute your pack weight is 25 pounds, and the next minute you know October comes, depending on what region you are in the country, and you go from you know 25 to 35 pounds and that's not necessarily true and that's not really necessarily on how
0: it you need sh- it, should. it should be yeah. right i i think that you know it takes an experienced backpacker to backpack in different seasons different climates different elevations in order to really adjust but to you know what needs to go in there and what doesn't need to like when I first started backpacking, I remember all of a sudden in this mindset of, oh my gosh, it's gonna be cold. I'm just gonna throw every I don't like to be cold. Right. So I started throwing everything on top of this existing pack. And and my my pack weight did increase dramatically. And and over time I learned to pack smarter. You know, you got that all-time phrase like don't work harder, work smarter. Well, you know, it's it's really it's it's the same but not so cliché. You really are altering what's in your pack versus adding on top of your pack because ultimately you're adjusting your body and acclimating your body to that difference.
1: Yeah, and so let's let's kind of like let's let's kind of share the hard truth. In the reality of backpacking, okay,
0: that's a whole podcast. It, I know, so but that's a great I idea. I feel
1: it's important <laughs> to say this as we kind of like discuss gear. Is that the reality of backpacking on a regular basis? No matter where you're at, no matter what region you're at, no matter where you're at globally, and no matter where you are in uh, even in the regions of the United States is that you're probably going to have to have multiple pieces of gear that do the same thing. For example, you may need two sleeping bags. You may need two sleeping pads. It's just the facts of life. And not we don't condone ever going out and buying all this gear and to start slow first we've done multiple podcasts on that but the fact of the matter is if you're hiking in you know if if i'm hiking in northern georgia in the summertime in september but then i decide to do the canadian rockies in the same month I'm going to probably transition my gear and I'm not going to be bringing my 50 degree sleeping bag. I'll probably switch out. And so that's the reality of, of, of transitioning gear. Sometimes, depending where you're at, depending what region of the country you're at, is that the fact is you you may need and you may have multiple pieces of gear that do the same thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. That just means your gear closet Is going to be a little bit bigger.
0: But that's okay. (laughs) Or or if you can't go bigger. It's going to get a little bit more cluttered.
1: Yeah. And and the thing is. Is that it's not about. You know. It's not about your gear per se. As far as um, how you want to transition from summer to fall. Or from fall to winter. It's how efficient that piece of gear is and can you multi-use it for different things.
0: And that's the key there really is efficiency in these in these things that we're about to talk about. You know, we have three main things that you need to look at going into any transition, whether it's I mean in this case from summer to fall, but you still have that same exact transition happening after winter. And into spring and back into fall, so it's all cycled, um, just like any season.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, there's a difference between maybe sleeping on top of your sleeping bag, you know, when it's warm, that then sleeping in your sleeping bag. Is it down versus synthetic? And we've done a ton of podcasts about that before, but it's really about efficiency and how you can um, how you can transition your gear. So. I guess we kind of want to start out at um, and, and Ariana and I have both been in so many situations before where it's been blistering hot during the day and we have the temperatures have dropped so much that we we were in a down jacket at night. And and depending on where you're at in the region, that's reality of, of Mother Nature. You, you can't you can't beat that. So how do you prepare for that? How do you, how do you slowly transition that? And when do you know when to transition to that? Like there's no magic number because mother nature doesn't really care. She's just, if she wants to transition into a fall it, overnight, she's going to do it.
0: I remember. It's called the cold front. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we were, uh, it, it was Halloween weekend and, uh, we went up to North Carolina We were high in elevation, but we weren't absurdly high in elevation, Uh, probably around maybe 4,000 feet, That pretty basic. And the weather took a major dip in uh, the, the cold front had come in unexpectedly and cooled things down to significant levels more than what the reports were reading and we were not quite prepared for the chill in the air that i mean it was it was significant and i remember thinking when <laughs> we got out of the car <laughs> and you know we were comfortable but we got out of the car and the air was blasting and it was it was more based on you know, where we were at in the mix of the mountain range. And we both got out blindsided by this chill. And we both looked at each other <laughs> it was like, do we do, do we want to do this? Do we have the appropriate gear to go up there? <laughs> and it was that the that, that moment of reality where you're thinking, okay, I'm packing at home in, you know, 80 degree weather. And now I'm up in this mountain range. And it is well under 40 degrees and it's the reality that hits you. And this is kind of what we're talking about is that you do have to transition not only your body, but your mindset into acclimating to the difference between what you knew as summer to become fall and elevation plays a huge role in that.
1: Yeah. And that's, I guess that's where you kind of start. So you know, there is no checkpoint. There is no time. There's no there's no check mark that says there's no
0: calendar I'm, date that says this is when that, it starts. That's
1: right. <laughs> and so that's that's where your planning and preparing is really gonna be key. Um, especially for people that travel from one region to another. Your locals are always gonna know. So the funny thing about where you're gonna go backpacking at is that your local people, your the, the people in that region always know. Yeah, we don't even have a fall, you know. And I, I, we hear that a lot it, depending on where we go. But when when we hear like, well, we don't even have a fall. It goes from right summer to winter. We're like, well, how does that happen? <laughs> how I mean, like you can like you know thirty inches of snow like from one day. So. It it depends, when you you are transitioning from your summer pack weight to your fall um, pack weight, the first thing you have to ask yourself, no matter where you're going to go backpacking, is where am I? What region of the globe, of the United States, where am I? So like we said before, in the Southeast, um, it's a different type of transition. If you are north, it's a different type of transition. If you are, whether it's in the Pacific Northwest, where you're in the northern uh, eastern part of the United States, up in Maine, uh, all the way to Canada. You talk about California, for example, who has a, a many different weather regions within its own state. Uh, you have got Southern California versus Northern California. Only you are gonna know that. And if you don't know it, it's so important to plan and prepare. Where are you going? How long are you gonna be there? And is weight important to you?
0: I wonder how many of our listeners knew those three questions were coming in. Should do trivia <laughs> night one night. Should do live trivia oh, we one should. night. Absolutely.
1: So when you are when you're transitioning, I guess you know there's there's benchmark dates and we just we just discuss that it's labor day labor day is your benchmark date no matter what you think of it no matter what region you are labor day is kind of like yeah okay Word. start thinking it could it could start changing so what kind of gear items do you want to start looking for so we're going to kind of go into that we're going to talk about a little bit about you know, what to start looking for as far as your system goes.
0: So there's really three main things that you're generally looking at to alter, um, to make that transition from summer to fall. And, and and again, from, you know, any other season to the next. It's your layering system. First and foremost, the most important aspect. Your layering system is going to alter dramatically, but also Gradually, depending on where you're going, it's also your sleep system, um, you know, including your sleeping bag, your sleeping pad is probably more important, and then, of course, you're looking at diets, uh, the food that you are intaking while out there, and how much of it.
1: And those, you know, it's funny because you know, when you talk about your sleeping pad and your diet, everyone gets a sleeping bag you know because you're kind of curled up in that and it's like oh, okay I get that 50 degree to 20 degree I get that but you would be surprised at how many people underestimate
0: a sleeping pad
1: that is sleeping pad is it's, so important it's
0: the most integral piece of gear which is un which is so outside of this normal way of thinking because it's it's almost the last thing on the list oh 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 yeah before I go to the checkout line, I need to grab a sleeping pad. I almost forgot, but yet it is almost more important than your sleeping bag.
1: It yeah, which is it crazy. Is. It's crazy because <laughs> uh, your sleeping pad is you know it's it's whether it's insulated or non-insulated, and it's how it's insulated and how it's rated.
0: But let's first talk about the layering system. Okay. Okay.
1: So the layering system, when you look at your layering system, you know, you've been hiking in the summer, it's been hot, and so you're probably wearing material that's very super lightweight. It's going to wick your moisture away, which it should, because, you know, you can still get a hypothermia in summer. Oh, yeah. But you're probably hiking in shorts, you're hiking in sandals, probably some Keens or you know, some Tevas or something, you're pretty lackadaisical. Even if you're backpacking for the weekend, you're probably, "Eh, you know, I'm not carrying a lot of clothing. When that transition starts, it still may be warm, people. It still may, don't let that lull you into a false sense of security. We're just talking about don't get caught without the proper gear.
0: I was about to say, don't get caught with your pants down. Don't
1: get caught with your pants down. You'll be cool.
0: <laughs> or your pants up. Right. If we're talking about pants versus shorts. Right.
1: And so, you know, it it's the difference between, okay, on this cutoff date, even though it's still warm, I'm going to change out my gear a little bit. And so you st- you start looking at the layering system. So instead of wearing like a very lightweight, wicking shirt uh your polyester nylon shirt that wicks moisture way maybe you start looking at okay i'm gonna i'm gonna still bring a short sleeve shirt it's still gonna wick moisture but maybe now i look at the patagonia capoline maybe it's a it's a it, you know you, they've got it in three different uh Weights have got lightweight, midweight, and heavyweight. And so maybe you start putting that in your bag. Maybe you still carry your lightweight polyester nylon shirt that, you know, when you're hiking in 75, 80, 90, 95 degree weather, you still have that. But maybe instead of putting two of those in your bag, you start putting you're supplementing,
0: your supplementing, maybe a yeah, like for me, it's, a
1: dry capilline. Shirt in there that you can put in when you can get in your sleeping bag. For me, it's
0: Marina wool. I love a lightweight, marine,
1: uh, Marina, wool marina shirt. Wool. Yeah.
0: And it's like, for me, that is my choice in nightwear. It's too hot in the summer. Well,
1: and you sleep cold
0: and I do sleep cold, but I, I love that. And so as I'm transitioning my pack, um, especially my layering system, I'm no longer putting, you know, a basic thin layer in. I'm adding that into my pack.
1: Yeah. So, and, and another thing too, and I'll give you a perfect example of how we backpack or, you know, especially from summer to, to fall. So, a lot of times in summertime, I go backpacking in shorts, like bathing suit shorts, like Walmart cheap $14 nylon Bathing suit? You like? Are you nuts? Um, well, there's a reason why I do that. It's because when it rains, there's a difference between, you know, summer rain, mountain rain, and fall rain. And so, I don't care if I get wet in the summertime. Depending on where I'm at, again, you, you got you always got to look at where you're at and well I don't care if I get wet. It rains every day here in the North Georgia mountains. So if I'm up in the mountains backpacking, it's in the summer and it rains, I'll sacrifice my socks, sacrifice my boots or my 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 running or my trail shoes, whatever. And but I don't, I don't care about my shorts. I they can get soaking wet. I I don't care they're nylon. They're going to dry very quickly. Um, do I put them on wet the next morning yeah I do but I, it's summer I, I don't really care that much you well, know it
0: actually feels really good
1: it does feel good and your body is a furnace it is a high energy
0: so it's drying mean, lean that furnace material. it's
1: drying that material and it dries it very quickly it's very light lightweight but after labor day I know that weather systems are changing I know that um, cold fronts are coming in. I know that the rain in higher elevations are gonna change So and there may be more wind so I don't put those in my pack anymore. I will transition to a lightweight uh, Pair of like my North Face or my Columbia's they're just lightweight pants that have the the Zipper shorts so I can transition them from long pants to short pants and I'll just put those in my pack. Does it add a little weight? Yeah, a little bit, but now I've got my gear that can do multiple things. I can wear them as shorts. No, no biggie. Can they still get wet? Yeah, absolutely. Depending on the weather, if it starts getting windy though, and it starts getting cold. I can put on my, I can just sip up my long pants.
0: Exactly. And remembering the your, you know, the core of your body, um, you know, keeping your body temperature regulated is so important, and that's why the layering system is imperative for you to adjust in the seasonal change, along yeah. with. Yeah. Um, You know anything else in your pack? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, that's the whole goal of backpacking is to regulate your body heat. I mean, you know, that's if when you get that down pat, you've got it down. I mean, regulating your body, um, it's it's a furnace. It is a lean mean furnace. And and the whole goal is to regulate that. And not only when you're backpacking, but when you're not backpacking, when you're standing still, when you're in your tent, when you're sleeping, you're still trying to regulate that body temperature. That is a 24 hour gig (laughs) that you're trying to do when you're out there. Believe me.
0: And people think backpacking is not work, but but it is. (laughs) It's very much work. And it's, it's very logical work and, and you do have to put some thought into it. It's, it's, it's great and ideal to think, hey, I'm just going to go backpacking for the weekend. I'm just going to like spontaneously do this. And yes, I've been there. I've done that. And, and, and I still continue to do that. But putting the effort into the thought of protecting yourself, your body, your, you know, your needs out there, you know, the, it backpacking is work. And I can't tell you how many, go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say, it's just a benchmark. So it's just like a, it's a benchmark of that day where you look at your pack and you say, okay, well, I've, I've, I've I, you know, it's still hot out, I've enjoyed the summer, but now I'm just gonna start looking at my gear differently. Um, not because I, I think something's gonna happen because I wanna be prepared in case it does. And so, yeah, so I take the bathing suits I, I, I take them out i know i'm gonna get probably feedback from hiking in walmart bathing shorts but um <laughs> but i but please after,
0: please offer I, feedback we would love after to 20 years of backpacking Believe started. me,
1: there's no difference <laughs> um and so i i take those out of my pack and then i put my I pull up my uh my columbias or i put my north face in there depending it's still again it's You know, it's multi-gear depending on what situation I'm in and a lot of times I'll hike in a little bit of a thicker Hiking pants. I love my outdoor research Feroci pants and those pants are Something that I can zip up. I can I can take the shorts off make them into shorts and they're a little bit thicker material and This, you know, depending on where I'm at I can be hiking in shorts during the day and then zip those pants up at night and get right in my sleeping bag, and I'm really super toasty. They're kind of like a soft shell uh, type material, and uh, they really, really, really keep me warm when it's cool nights. But then they keep me uh, they keep me comfortable when it's you know 80 degrees during the day. Um, so that's the thing. What we're we're trying to really get at is you got to look at your gear and how you can tran how you can transition that summer stuff to, to fall stuff
0: you know it's it's interesting because um, we really haven't talked about the down jacket or any variation of a thicker layer up at top because your core body temperature which we mentioned earlier um, that is That is what you have to protect. So adjusting that along with it is so important. Now, you've heard in previous podcasts that I throw in a down jacket even in the summer and rarely do I use it, but you know, my down jacket, I actually have two. One's thinner and one's thicker. And I will adjust putting that in my pack. Um, so remembering that, of course we have done information on, uh, the layering system and details. Um, but there's a lot of information out there for you to reference and resource. And it's really good for you to, um, look at and play with because everybody, everybody person's body is so different on how it regulates itself. Scott and I are world of difference. Yes, we're female versus male, but alone, you know, I, I will be backpacking with another female and we regulate our body differently, so what works for you may work for another, but it's a general rule of thumb.
1: Yeah, that's totally true. Cause I've been with guys that are like, "I'm so cold, I'm so cold." And I'm like, "You're what? a tough nut." And, you know, like I'm just like sleeping out of a sleeping bag. I got my socks off. You know, like I feel trapped. <laughs> You're
0: and looking for the nearest creek. To yeah, take a dip I feel in. like I'm gonna
1: go lay outside by the fire, and they're huddled in a fetal position. And, you know, <laughs> shivering, but but but, but that's just, everybody's different, yeah. and that's the thing with backpacking is that you know thyself. You no, have, have to know what your well, body can do and what it what it's capable of. because in the long run, it's gonna save you money on gear because you know who you are.
0: Well, it could be sixty degrees outside, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm freezing. Oh, and I've got a T-shirt and, and shorts and, on. And Scott's like, Ariane Seriously, it's barely even cold out here, and and so it, it's it's a mental aspect again in the adjustment from summer to fall to winter, and then cycling back through the seasons. It's an adjustment to regulate your mind to that aspect as well.
1: Well, and I think that that you know the one thing that we want to stress more than anything is that every region is different every region is different. And so for Ariana and I, you know, when, when we are talking about gear and our lifestyle, we've done videos, we've done talks, we've done uh, podcasts about your gear has to fit your lifestyle. And so our lifestyle right now, right now is in Northern Georgia. And so those extreme temperatures go back and forth quite a bit. Um, Up in the mountains is completely different when you get up to the Smokies, when you get up to uh, into the Cahada Wilderness, into those other areas that we go backpacking quite a bit. is completely different than Atlanta. (laughs) So when we go backpacking, you know, we are constantly looking at our gear versus the conditions that we're going to be backpacking in. And that's the same thing that you look at when you transition from summer to fall. It's like, where am I going to go? Am I going up in high elevation? And so it might be the difference between putting in a marina wool long sleeve shirt versus a nylon short sleeve shirt. Might be the difference between should I bring my fifty degree bag or should I put my twenty degree down bag in there? You know, and so you're constantly assessing that situation. And let me tell you something: there are times where we get it wrong.
0: I was just about <laughs> to say that. There so are glad just you...
1: times that we 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 do our plan and prepare we yeah. think we know and
0: we've just made the wrong decision we have just
1: made the wrong decisions and you know, what does it add
0: a little bit of weight perhaps
1: and that's going to happen out there folks i mean that's just part of you know man and woman versus nature <laughs> you know i'm
0: gl- i'm so glad you brought that up because that is exactly where i was going in my mind is that no matter how much planning and preparing mother nature is mother nature and you are out of your comfort zone in the wilderness or aka perhaps maybe in your comfort zone but all the same um it, it, the variables are so immense and, and 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 so so drastic that it's it's difficult to nail down perfection uh, which what are you looking for perfection in the out doors anyway uh,
1: there is none there's no such thing you know i mean it's all a crap shoot sometimes <laughs> as far as when you go out there a
0: beautiful crap
1: shoot <laughs> you know, oh it's beautiful but you know you can't predict you know you can't predict the weather and you know you're, you're doing the best you can based on facts but what we're trying to tell you is that there's a cutoff date and it's know, labor day it's labor day all right and so, so I think you you want to start looking at your gear and to say, you know, I want, I want to start slowly transitioning out and I want to look at my gear as far as, you know, like, you know, we love, you know, Ariane loves the Marina wool. I love the Patagonia, uh, uh, Kapiline, uh, uh outerwear and, or mid layer. And, and, and so we're, we're different in that, you know? Um, and we're going to put links to all of these uh, on our uh, podcast, uh, post on this episode 74 so we're gonna have links to all this stuff so you can click on it you can go to the gear you can look at it yourself we're lightweight so all of our gear is always lightweight and the one thing too is that you know because we're because we're in the southeast there's not a lot of big change in our gear versus fall and winter I mean, like our when we transition from summer to fall, we're really transitioning into winter.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, for the most part. I mean, outside we put the
1: puffy jacket in our backpacks when it's fall because yeah. we know the mountains very well.
0: Yeah, but we're I mean, still that
1: puffy jacket doesn't come out. But again, until like where are late you, May.
0: Where are you going? How long are you going to be there? These are really important things for you to look at. So I think we've done a number on the layering system sleep system this is so important Um, we had alluded to the fact that your sleeping pad is imperative but before we talk about the sleeping pad it's all about the sleeping bag we did an entire number on this um, episode 51 duck duck goose down bag I think was the name of it so go check it out if you haven't it goes into detail on your sleeping bag but it's the difference between are you carrying a you know synthetic or a more lighter weight or perhaps like a summer rated bag versus are you now reaching for your down your winterized bag but let's talk sleeping bags because really it's the it's the difference between non-insulated or insulated sleeping pads
1: sleeping pad ladies and gentlemen is the key to staying warm. So
0: a sleeping pad. So I'm just
1: gonna put that out there right now. You can get a really expensive sleeping bag,
0: and it does nothing but for you.
1: If you do not have an insulated sleeping pad, it's like sleeping on top of a, of a refrigerator.
0: So a pad really acts as an insulated layer between your body and the ground. And if anybody knows general science, maybe it's even common knowledge, is that the ground absorbs heat. It absorbs cold. Yeah, (laughs) it absorbs cold. And guess what? When your body is touching it, it will counteract that detail and morph and become part of it. So if it is colder in the air... Um, colder in the environment, Uh, we're talking fall, we're talking winter, even your body will absorb that. And all of a sudden, guess what? Your core body temperature drops. And so having um, an insulated uh, pad, sleeping pad is going to be so important. It really is just a matter of, are you going to be comfortable? Are you going to be safe? Or are you going to freeze your your butt off you know i don't want to say it's not an r rated i don't want to say <laughs> i don't want
1: to say i'm a gambler but there have been a few times <laughs> where i've gone out backpacking on a quick 3 4 day trip and i've said eh, it's not going to be that cold and i brought because of weight i brought a non insulated bag and it was in October, and I played those ah, it's really warm, the ground's not that cold yet, it's gonna be fine, <laughs> and I literally felt like I, someone put me on top of a freezer,
0: So, and I'm c-
1: sleeping on a freezer, so I was so cold.
0: Exactly, so you could have, here's the key folks, So you can have an incredibly warm sleeping bag. You can have a 10 degree bag. You can have a minus.
1: That you spent a lot of money for, by the way.
0: (laughs) But yet for a reduced cost, you can actually have an insulated air pad and feel the difference between your expensive sleeping bag working or it being completely ineffective because you have no barrier between the ground and yourself. So it really boils down to an R value. And we're not gonna go into like great lengths about this because not that we have any time to do so because it's not what this podcast is about. But also because there's so much information about R value. It's pretty much the thermal resistance between you and the cold layer or the warm layer. Yeah,
1: but I would say this though, um, as long as we're kind of talking about the sleeping pad stuff because that's hugely, that's that's really, really important is that I would probably um, go to my uh, local outfitter and I would test insulated sleeping pads to find out which one feels more comfortable to me but i would almost narrow that down first before i bought my sleeping bag because i
0: would agree with that
1: because that is really the crux of staying warm um, because some sleeping bags depending on which one you buy they they don't even have any down on the bottom of the bag and it's so it's all
0: dependent on putting your the brand. sleeping pad yeah and, and so inside.
1: and so i would almost you know, I would say, look, I'm a side sleeper. This is how I sleep. Okay, well, this pad is better for you. I I'm a very cold sleeper. Well, that may be the difference between spending a few more dollars on your sleeping pad and you know, getting a really good sleeping bag versus being cold. And so that's the, you know, that's kind of the I don't want to get off the subject, but that's really the kind of the way that you know, um, you want to you want to stay warm, and to well, transition from that, because in the summertime, you know, you don't have to worry too much about the the sleeping pad, um, even if it's insulated. In, in some cases, you know, the in, the a non-insulated uh, sleeping bag or a pad can actually uh, make you hot. You know, because there's yeah. no there's no airflow. I mean, yeah. the airflow is stagnant, so you can get kind of warm. But in the winter time, when it gets transitioned, you're gonna want that insulated sleeping pad, and that's gonna make all the difference between a good night's sleep and a really really super cold uh, night's sleep. And that's one of the things you want to transition to when you're going from summer to fall.
0: Well, true because our value is where everything is. Uh, you know, both with sleeping bags and sleeping pads and <sighs> You know, based on your all this information, your the R value of your sleeping bag is going to be dramatically skewed, especially in colder weather and colder climates. When you don't have the proper sleeping pad, you will notice a major difference between the R value you may. Have the warmest sleeping bag and freeze your tail off because of the sleeping pad. So you have different types. You have your air mattresses, your foam pads, and your air pads. Air pads are typically the one that you're looking at transitioning into fall and winter because that is what is going to be insulated. It's also more compact and um you can tell because they're more
1: expensive yeah
0: (laughs) a lot more expensive but but like we said you know the reality of backpacking is truly that you probably are going to have different gear for the different types now that does change a lot on your preference once you experience and learn but you know your foam pads are great for summer you're probably they're comfortable they're lightweight they're sufficient amount of insulation because they do work but again the ground is not absorbing that cold and,
1: and the good news is once you buy the gear it'll last for a long time if you know if you invest the money in good gear it's going to last you i mean i'm still using gear that's 10 12 years old so you know you, don't, you, you have to buy into the whole i've got to buy in you know i've got to buy new gear every every year that's that's BS. You know, I, I have I have great gear that has we've, stood the test of time. Really,
0: we've really done a good job at PG thirteen this episode. Yeah,
1: no, I think we've done good. <laughs> um, and and then one more thing too. Uh, well, a couple more things is that we want to talk. About, make sure that you look at your diet. Um, you know, when you're transitioning from summer to fall. Um, And you're going to be experiencing those colder nights. And we've done a podcast about this also, is that you want to start looking at, okay, what am I eating in the summer? Because summer is all about electrolytes, staying hydrated. So you're eating a lot more fruit. You're eating a lot more nuts. Um, Probably gorp a lot more is in your diet. You're looking at those, those foods that keep you hydrated. But then in the wintertime, then you start transitioning. Okay, what's going to be my diet? And again, where am I going to go? Where am I gonna be? Um, you wanna start looking at, okay, how do I start implementing some heavy carbs into my diet? Um, and maybe I start eating hotter meals at night, um, like the instant mashed potatoes and other uh, carbohydrates, so I can start, so my body starts burning that to, to help keep me warm. Um, and we have done extensive podcasts on that before. Um, and that's one of the tricks that you can that you can use your body as to help keep you warm. So look at look at your diet. Look at how am I eating, and well, how, how do I transition my food back? I
0: was gonna say, you know, how did these different foods act in your body and your system, and and what's necessary in the different months? You know, yeah, the super, different seasons. Super it's important huge.
1: on a long distance hike, too. By the way, is your food diet. Um, and then one more thing we want to talk about and Ariana and I do this all the time is that when we transition from summer to fall and we make that de- we make that decision, we put in a very super lightweight puffy jackets. Um, we both have them. If we don't need them, it's hot um, they weigh less than a pound we use them as pillows. Um, but we throw them in there because we've been in many, many situations before. Like I said, we've been backpacking in 85, 90 degree weather. And at night we've, we've put on the puffy jacket cause it's cold. So depending on what kind of puffy jacket you want to look at, you want to look at that, that mid layer, that soft shell to kind of throw it over your, uh, you know, your base layer, even a mid layer, if it's cold, Um, and we have a, uh, we, we have a a manufacturer we want you guys to take a look at. Um, and so we're going to give you this because, because they, they make some really good gear. So if you're looking at a lightweight, durable down puffy jacket, check out Eddie Bauer First Descent. I know you're what, what Eddie Bauer. I know, but check out Eddie Bauer first descent. It's got to have the first descent little blue triangle in there. You'll see it, they make a clear difference between Eddie Bauer and Eddie Bauer first descent. But the first descent gear came from the um, professional Everest climbers who designed this gear, um, Whitaker. And some of the other ones I had climbed over multiple times. And that gear tends to be on sale quite a bit. And I'm telling you, from a first ascent gear person,
0: gear geek.
1: Gear geek, how much First Ascent gear do I have?
0: Eh, just about all of it.
1: Uh, I, all I can tell you is that it is really good quality gear.
0: When they had pulled it off the market for a time I was so sad. D- I would say distraught is the more accurate term. I could
1: have gone into some distraught.
0: (laughs) More depression. (laughs) It was the. It
1: was a depression.
0: Um, Um, but it's back, and uh, definitely check it out because it is, it. It's quality gear. It's 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 great.
1: It's it's really (laughs) it won't let you down, and if and if it does let you down. Uh, they are more than happy to work with you and to get you fitted in the right gear for the right scenario. But it's very lightweight; they're all under a pound. They zip, uh, very lightweight, very compactable. Um, they use a dry down technology that um, they've kind of like started treating the down, so it's a little bit more water resistant. It's some really, really super good gear. So uh, it's they, I think they call it Storm Down. Uh, it's a trademark for Eddie Bauer first Ascent stuff, so check that out if you're looking for really super lightweight, and it's very reasonably priced because some of this lightweight down, uh, I mean you, you'll you'll spend three hundred bucks for it, and I think some of the Eddie Bauer stuff can get down to about two fifty, uh, but it's really really super, really really super good gear.
0: So yeah, I mean I guess the idea is is that. Do you have to add weight to be able to transition from summer to fall? Guess what? No, you don't. You might add a little, you know, bit here and there, a few ounces, but ultimately, it's food. It's, it's about transi- transitioning your gear, your mental attitude. You know, the the take it slow. Again plan and prepare the three main questions that we always talk about where are you going how long will you be there is weight important to you these are different things that you want to look at and um, adjust and acclimate to your next season and cycle it back forward towards you know summer again but that's pretty much you know, it's a longer than normal podcast. We hope you have stayed with us, but like really it's about,
1: it's about efficiency,
0: efficiency and utilizing your gear for the appropriate scenario.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, efficient gear is going to be lightweight gear. Lightweight gear is going to save you pack weight. And, and that's what you want. You want to look at how, how is my gear going to maximize where I'm going to be in a specific region in a specific elevation situation. Um, how can my gear be efficient? And I can tell you that your efficient lightweight gear is going to be a little bit pricey, but it's worth it. It will It will completely stand the test of time. So that's what you want to look at. Look at, you know, how can my gear be efficient? And get out there, man. I mean, the fall is is probably, late fall is the best. We love backpacking in late fall.
0: Oh, my God, it's the best. It's
1: cool. It's cold. All the leaves have fallen. You get to see some beautiful views. And uh, it, 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 there's nothing like backpacking in the fall, in late fall. And, and finally realizing that, oh, my God, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to sweat to death anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got the right gear. So, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We're putting all these links on our podcast post so you can go through that and click on any of those and check out the gear that you want.
0: We have some Patreon shout outs, which is so exciting. So, of course, we have Shirley Nutt, uh, Jerry Brotelson, and Rick Hornack. Um, and we have the newest edition. To our Patreon followers, Chuck Walsh. So, um, a huge shout out to all of you guys for being supporters of this podcast and supporting all of our efforts uh, moving forward. So, a, a huge thank you. To yeah, you guys. guys,
1: thank you so much. If you like, uh, if you like this podcast, please give it a review on iTunes and help get the word out. Uh, We would always love to hear from you guys and how we're doing and how we can make it better. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play. And now we're on Radio Public, available on both iOS and Android. And our Patreon pages, patreon.com forward slash trust the trail. Thank you guys so much for listening. We had a we had a great time doing this podcast. Absolutely. It's always fun.
0: <laughs> In the meantime, get out
1: there and remember Trust, trust the, the trail. trail.
0: You always gotta trust the trail.